Welcome to Eagle Nation. Don't forget to join us on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter so you never miss an episode. Well, the Eagles lost a club record ninth game in a row for the third time in two seasons and will be up against it to stop the run and avoid a new record against Collingwood next Saturday. It was also the Eagles' heaviest loss against the Bombers at home since 2001 and the fifth straight loss at home this season. But... Things can change really quickly. I welcome my co-hosts, Dan and Wayne. How are you going, boys? Yeah, very good, thanks. Yeah, good to be here. Um, before we get into the game, as always, we just thank Tommy at Plus Fitness, Subeco, Hillary's and Junior Up. Get down there, tell him you're from Eagle Nation and he'll get you into shape. Go to Linktree, it's the easiest place to get to our socials or to download any of our shows. Well, if you've been hiding under a rock, uh, Essendon won 14-12-96 to uh, was it six goals, 10-46. The goal kickers, Allen kicked four for the Eagles and Essendon Langford three, Hobbs two, Snelling two and Menzies two. Um, guys, where was it won and lost? Because if you look at the stats, if you looked on paper, you look at a lot of stats and the Eagles won quite a lot of the stats. Mm. We had uh, two more inside 50s, but we lost by 50 points. Um, bad kickings, bad footy. I think I think Essendon, in my view, I think they won it in their transition, to be honest. Our mistakes, our skill errors, and every time our skill errors uh, got paid badly, especially in our forward half, and they transitioned well into their... their um, their attack and they they scored every time. I think I think that's where we lost it. it was, I, I think I made mention of a lot of times our skill errors were just were just there was just too many of them. The, the efficiency in the inside fifty was thirty eight percent to the Eagles compared to Essendon sixty five. So, mm. you know how many times did we? I think Waterman had three out in the four, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. And that's the thing. If you lack polish, you know, you can win the ball, you can get it in there, but if you lack that polish, you can't capitalise and put them to the sword. And that was it. It was good to see him show a bit more fight from the week before, but it just goes to show you we're not definitely not the finished product. Um, I like the systems. There were stages during that game where I liked, you talk about transition, where I liked, well, taking it on, well, running through yeah. hands, you know what I mean, and getting it forward. But then one... When you're possessing the ball so much to get it forward, if you know what I mean, one bad disposal could be the turnover and then a result in there. And there were patches like West kicked a behind and then all of a sudden they rebounded out real quick and then they scored a goal. So that that was the difference, just the polish of a side that's not been together for that long. Maybe some that wouldn't actually be in the best 22 if we had a full fit list. Um, but you can take positives out. You can see there's a new system in play that's nice. It was great to see Hearn and Yo back. And then a few other people step up. Yeah, look, um, it was interesting. I got to the game at half time, so I watched the f- second half first and then got home and watched the first half. Second half it was, yeah, it was like two different games to me. <laughs> um, you know, we only scored the two goals in the second half and one was on the final siren. Um, but it was interesting to see up in the first quarter, you know, people have a go at uh, Simo for not changing things up, but he put – Barras up forward and Rotham up forward, and they quickly kicked three goals. So he quickly sent them back. Yeah, I was a bit amused at that. Um, I don't know if that was probably the move to make, you know. Yeah, then he he moved them back and he sent Bazo up forward then. Yeah. Put Bazo up forward who had started back. So, 
he, he did make changes. I mean, they had um, uh, they actually played um, uh, Foley solely on Langford all night, and I thought Foley did a pretty good job on him. He got three goals. He got a couple easy ones, but he did a really good job. But I think to um, Again, oh, I, I mentioned this to Dan on Saturday. I'd love to see Luke Edwards just get a get a decent run in it without getting injuries. He went, he got concussed and con- subbed out at half time to Greg Clark. And geez, I'd just love to see that kid get a run, get a decent run in it. When did it happen? Because I didn't see it. I didn't even see it on the TV because no, when I watched the first half, happened about the fifteen minute mark of the um, second quarter. And of course, they got twenty minutes to make a decision. Yep. So Clark came on actually in the in the third quarter. At halftime, yeah. Look, um, you know, you got to take some positives out. As Dan said, they 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 didn't lay down. They they kept fighting it out. It's the first time we haven't conceded a hundred points since round two, so that's a plus. <laughs> so yeah. you got to take those little small wins, as they say. So, look, um, yeah, Essendon, you know, they dominated, but that they, they probably would have liked to have won by a lot more. Yeah. Yeah, I'd say coming in, teams want that percentage booster and they would have been disappointed they didn't yeah. get that, but they've still got Hawks and Roos. They're one of those teams that got a bit of an easier run going uh, to the run home kind of thing. So they're looking to make it in the eight and cement themselves in the eight. So it was funny, you're talking about uh, changes he made too. Did anyone notice Wiverton in the middle at the end there? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, something yeah. I picked up, I thought that was very bizarre. Yeah, at the end, near the end there, he had Wiverton in the middle, so that was something different too. Yeah, yeah he changed him around. Uh, there's one player I'll talk about later on. I don't know where he was. I don't think he knew where he was. But there was a few getting changed around. Um, I'm just looking at the key key stats. You know, it was pretty even for the most of the night, but just 50-point loss when you look at those key indicators and you just have to put it down to fundamental skill errors because and that's where a lot of it was because some of the stuff I was seeing, I was going, Jesus Christ. But um, like I said, they had a, had, had a crack, so, you know, that's all you can ask for. I don't think anyone was thinking they were going to win. No. But at half time, they're only four goals down, so. Well, stoppages can be a key in the game, as we all know. When you look at the hitouts there, we had 37 and 19. I mean, Bailey Williams and um, their big guy, they had a great duel. Draper. Yeah, Draper. Had a, that was a really good contest to watch. Yeah. And, and look, Bailey made some blues, but he played a pretty good game on, on Draper. And Draper's a good player. And that Nick Bryan, he, he was doing all right too, but he got subbed out. So uh, he, he played pretty good against us last time. Um, Dan, who was the player around, around for the Eagles, mate? Well, we had two. We had Oscar Allen with his four goals. Um, but he had 12 possessions, seven marks, four goals, six pressure acts, 201 metres gained, seven score involvement. So he was pretty much in everything, Oscar Allen. Um, but we gave the nod to Jaden Hunt, so a bit different. And the great thing about Jaden Hunt is it was a free hit for the Eagles. He came over as a free agent, and that's what we got to look at going forward. We He's proof that it's um it works. He had a lazy thirty four possessions, nine marks, two tackles, eighty two percent efficiency, which I love. It's got to be over seventy percent if you're getting that outside ball. He had uh, four inside fifties, seven rebound fifties, and a massive a whopping six hundred eighty four meters gained, along with five intercepts and seven score involvements. So you look at those stats and. To see the full pitch, you've got to see them all. Right there, you've got the intercept, so he's running back, you know. Mm. Then the score involvement, so he's running forward. So right there, you can see he's covering the ground well, and that's great to see. That meters gains elite, you know, at any level. And, um, yeah, coming across the free agent, he's really proved his worth and been one of our better players this year, and I reckon that's by far his best mm. game. So 
Yeah, look, um, he, he's just strung a couple of good games together. And Ben, when I got the ground at half time, not seeing the first half, in the second half, he was far by far the best on the ground, I thought. Just the way he attacked the ball and he ran through. And without Jones being there, he was doing the breaking the lines. Mm. Duggan was getting his – I think Duggan had 35 possessions, didn't he? Yeah. But he didn't break the lines as much. Yeah. It was more – I think he had about a 400-metre gain. Yeah, it was about 384 yeah. something. So, but, like, for the week, it was – roles reversed last week. He was doing all those breaking the lines. So, yeah, it was good to see that he stood up. Some other players for the Eagles – um, yeah, so Duggan had 35 and he had four rebounds. Shannon Hearn, I thought, played really good. Um, 27 uh, disposals, 10 marks and 100% efficiency. So he was the only player on the ground to get that. Um, that was his first game back and it was good to see the bull back, mate. Elliot Yo, 24 disposals, uh, five clearances. He got caught a couple of times trying to take him on, but, hey, he, he, when he got caught the next – um, the contest he went for, he went hard as, man. Mm. So it was good to see him back. Um, any other guys from the Eagles stood out for you guys? I thought, I thought, especially in the first half, I think Brady Hoff stood out. I thought he did a really good job on his uh, his position. And I think Ruben Jimney again played, I think he played a bit of a monster of a game there in the mm. on half back or in the middle in the contested positions. He was really, he's like a bull when he gets in those packs. Yeah, I was a big fan of Hoff too. Um, Twenty-one disposals. He um, yeah. was he was more on the wing half. Yeah, he was, he was on the more wing. around yeah. there, and I really liked that. You know, these yeah. young yep. kids. You know, and he's been. He, he hasn't come along as well as we'd hoped this year after being our best young player last year. But that game was a really good game. You know, yeah. so hopefully he can build on that and improve more and more because I like him on the wing. Um, we seem to be not getting injured apart from JJ recently too much with our small, medium mm. defenders, you know. So it's good to move him up the ground, see what he can do. And um, Hearn's kicking, he took the kicks on a bit more, which I really liked. He goes for the corridor more. It wasn't those safe kicks that we've talked about in the past, Wayne. They really annoy you, the chips into yeah. the pockets and stuff, yeah. you know. Use your kick. You get dangerous kicking. You're an accurate kick and you use that. And um, just great to see Elliot Yo back, really, eh? And he's just going to get better with the games he plays mm. and – he, he must be feeling okay if they put him straight in the middle because normally when he's come back, they've put him in the back line, worried that he'll redo it. So they must have taken a safe approach this time. And they said they have, but, you know, no club's very transparent with these things, so you don't know if they yeah. really did. But the fact he plays so much middle time is like, I think he's ready to go. Hopefully his body holds up. Because he is only 29, and these injuries have come the worst time. We've missed the prime Elliot Yo. Yeah. This happened when he was 26. Yeah. The 26, 27-year-old midfielders dominate. Look at Petrarca, you know. And he was the best two-way you know? runner. Oh, easily. Yeah. He used to play on plays like Fife and beat them because mm. he would defense, go defensive on them and then he's also got that attack. And you called him a bull, which is very fitting. He is a bull in those centre clearances, you know. He's not got the speed like a shoey trying to run through it. He's, he he muscles his way through and gets through it and, you know, so that was great to see. And um, There was a bit of a scare there in the last quarter, I think, uh, they were attack, uh, Essendon and one of the Essendon players, I think it was Draper. No, it wasn't Draper. I think it was Langford fell over and yeah. Alec Yeo tripped over him. And when he got up and I'm like, oh, yeah. shit, not another angle. Yeah. But he ran off and I went, oh, thank God. Yeah. I was sitting there, please, please don't, please. You know? he, he could, if he stays fit yeah. and injury free, he's still got another, he could have another good three or four years in him because he's missed these years. Yeah, he's not as battered. Yeah, you know, getting his body battered in the middle and on the half back. Mm. So, I mean, he's had a bit of a bit of a spell in that area. So he could quite easily go on like Bunga Hearn's gone on, yeah. you know, no, no problems there. 
I tell you what, my heart skipped a beat. I was very worried because um, I had a few to drink, so I was in and out of this game a little bit. I'm not going to lie. But when I saw Sheed on the bench and the doctors all surrounding him, yeah. I was like, no, this can't be happening again. This cannot be happening every bloody game. Um, but he played the rest of the game. He's obviously sore. It might be a corky. I'm not 100% sure. But he played out the game, so hopefully he's still available in that because we can't keep losing players every week. I think yeah, it was his lower calf. had something too to do with the insoles of his shoe because they – they were looking. They had they on the TV. I only saw they they had them out and they're looking at them, and then one guy came back with another one, and they put that in there, yeah. and, they, and they were just nodding their heads. So I don't know whether he had the right insoles. Or okay, must have something to do with his yeah. with his feet. Yeah. So yeah, well, it could be. It was a lower calf. So uh, let's talk quickly about Essendon. Uh, there was a WA product there called Nick Martin, and. Uh, for those who know that name, he was he trained at the Eagles in 2020, and we looked at him in the SSP um, period. We didn't we didn't go for him, but because it's probably had a few players on the list that mm. were similar to him, um, and all you know, good on him for working on his craft. And the next year, he got picked up by Essendon. Last year, he he had a game out of it against us, but this year he had 31 disposals, six inside, 50s, 10 marks, and I sit there watching him going far out. It's one of those things where you sit there and go, just imagine if we did, but we didn't. So he played – he was probably the best for Essendon. Zach Merritt, 32 touches, five clearances. Mason Redmond, I think we said in the last podcast, they need to put somebody to stop his uh, influence. He had 31 off halfback flank. He even scored a goal. And Kyle Langford, the uh, – Kicked a few goals and one of them was a beauty from 50 out. But that they were the main guys for Essendon. Anyone else stand out to you guys? No. Well, I thought I thought Barrett Merritt was best man on the ground myself. And I thought Redmond was right behind him. I had Martin. I had Nick Martin behind them. Right. them too. I mean, Redmond just stood – actually, Redmond really stood out. He just runs from that back line. It's incredible. Well, there was another player that I thought actually did pretty good and that was Dyson Hebel. Mm. Off half back, and he showed a little young buck, one of our favourites, how to play the game. Um, and I oh, will bring him up now. There's the fundamentals that we uh, that we don't do right in the games, but there's players that go missing in games. And I just put I, I had a look through the whole team, and I don't want to single them out because you know some of them. It's only one quarter, but Petricelli, I think, it was in the last quarter, didn't have a touch on Heppel. Um, Waterman in the second quarter had one one kick. Um, O'Neill in the third quarter only had two kicks, and Noah Long he had a shocker. There was two quarters where he had uh, you know two touches. So when you're going in and out of the game, sometimes you just gotta. Um, I don't know. I don't know how you get back into the game, but it's happening too much. And when you got a few of them doing it, um, that's when you can have problems. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, that's the thing. We're actually slowly getting players back. So um, if you watch the Waffle, there's a few running around there. So some players might not have their position. There was a couple of players that played very well. Um, Noah Long might be needing a spell in the Waffle. and It's getting to the stage now where it's not decimated. Yeah. This was the first week we got players back, though. Yeah. So it still didn't gel well. It was still a big loss. But that was <laughs> kind of like our AFL team's done. I think it was 47 points in one quarter they kicked. So it was mainly the most damaging one quarter. For three quarters, it was good. And 
there was uh, almost cameo plays. So do you want do you want to quickly talk about the waffle? We didn't do the waffle round. Yeah, so, yeah, quickly. So talk, yeah. True was probably best of grace. Disposal wasn't the grace, but I think he had like 32 and a goal. Chesser was very quiet. He did a couple good things during his the game. His last quarter run, was pretty good. But his last quarter was brilliant. I think he had five, six disposals yeah. maybe in the last the goal. quarter. But goal. It, clearances yeah. and a beautiful running yep. goal. Um, Jamison, it's the best game I've seen Jamison play mm. at any level. He had yep. 22 disposing. He had seven or eight marks. He took clearances out the middle too, and um, I think he popped up for a goal as well, actually. Yeah. I watched first quarter. Um, and I listened good. to it on he, yeah, on he, the radio, and he said Jamison was yeah. probably uh, – he, he just named it. He yeah. said he said True had a lot of ball. Chester, that last quarter was pretty sublime. That quarter was and great. And he said the thing that um, about Jamison, I can't remember who it was, but he said he's marking. Yeah, yeah, he was. He took and he was marking. I think seven, he had nine seven, or ten marks. Or I thought like. it was seven or eight. Yeah, yeah, but that's what I mean. It was just he yep. was marked. It's not cheap marks. No. Some of these were good contested marks. Yeah. Then you had Stewart that's just better for the run. You know, he did a like couple of things that was good inside traffic, but he didn't dominate. He didn't stand out. But it, he's the one that's missed over a month. You know what I mean? So it's good well, to get him on there. First game back. Uh, I got to figure out how to say his name, Ray. Right, if it's Burgill or Burgill, yeah. I think but it's Burgill. Burgill. Yeah. Now this player off half back, was and I talked about him playing quite good for a couple of games, and then he got injured. He had another great game. He had twenty one disposals, or something, and. He, he had polish, he took the game on, he was a good kick. And, uh, yeah, so finally getting a bit of that youth back in the waffle yeah. and they've played better. And after the bye, we should have a lot more. That, that's what I mean. So yeah. we talked about a Petrosalli not getting enough, you know. We, we'll, like, try and change it up and have Williams more forward. Oh, sorry, Jack Williams played too and he hasn't played Yeah, but he didn't year. play the first half, huh? No, he played. He took a couple good marks, but he didn't convert. But they yeah. weren't bad hits. One he yeah. cannon in the post. But he was very unjustly done. There was one where he went to take a mark, like a chess mark, you know, dive. And you could see they grabbed his arm to pull him back and then they've gone over the shoulder. And I think in the commentators, like, wow, I don't know how they managed not to give that free kick away. He was just all over him. So he, he took a couple of good marks. You saw potential there. Um, I got told he was on limited minutes. So he might he have been on limited minutes, minutes yep. but it would have been with rotations. Yep. He was there the whole game, but it would have been yep. rotations. But yeah, we had a couple standouts, and yeah, it was just great. So for mine, Burgill, True was good, lot of the ball. He might, now that's two consecutive games he's pulled together, so he might be calling it. But Jamison, to be honest with you, Williams did good against Draper, but after that performance, that's the performance in the waffle you need to make to demand a spot in the 22. Yeah. But the problem is he needs to do that in the ruck. And yeah. right now, Williams isn't going appalling. He held his own. You could argue he beat Draper on the weekend. Oh, yeah, he did. Uh, so he's not getting dropped for that. But did you want to spice it up? Um, I'm just saying this. I don't want Waterman dropped. But say Waterman goes, Williams goes forward, then bring Jamis in the ruck. Are you going to shift magnets to get these players in? But, yeah, if you're not performing now, the pressure is back on you. Not on everyone because there's still not lots back. But there's a slight pressure now which we've needed. It's not if you're fit, you're, you're in the side, which we, we've had the last three too, weeks. Jamison played against the number one ruck in the comp. Jones, Jones, yeah, big boy. And, and Jones is a big lad. And look, he's, the, he's the number one ruck in the comp at the moment in the waffle. He's rated. So he did a good job. So I only saw the first quarter and a half. Then I had to pop out. But, yeah, what I saw with Jamison, he was best I've seen him. And Bergeel. But the other one, I'll tell you, showed some promise, young Dewar. He really – he shows promise. Dewar yeah. is one of these guys that he's an impact player. He is. Yeah. So yeah. what? When he and comes, if, he, if he's when he played imp- predominantly forward, I reckon he's going to be better. When he impacts, yeah. he impacts. Not not just Dewar. Baker, too. Our, yeah. 
I thought, and this is where we talked about development and the waffles not great. When there was more players in there, both Baker and Dewar looked a lot better. Yeah. Uh, one of those passages a player talked about, Chester in the f- beginning, didn't have a great game, but there was a couple of passages. He ran through the middle, he ran, and he gave it to Baker, who then ran as well and had a shot on goal. And that that play was so beautiful from half back to a shot on goal. Unfortunately, we didn't convert. That was the story of the game, to be honest. We didn't convert where we should have. I think we kicked six, 10 or 6-11 at one stage. You know, It wasn't a great conversion. No. But that play with Baker and Chesser, two of our young guns, was great. And at one stage, I think I messaged you, was a, it was true, it was Chesser and it was Hewitt and then Barnett rucking. And, and I was like, well, yeah, yeah, they did get the clearance. Um it was just great to see that young guys like, well, there's the future. That's what's going to be. They might not all be there. They might not all make it because you've got to just project at this time and just pre- try to predict the future. But it was just good. Like that's where performance has to come from to carry the side into the future. All right. So th- this is a question I want to ask you guys. And like I-, I looked at the AFL game and I was on the bus when I was on the way back. I was looking at the stats and all that. And I'm looking at Greg Clark and I'm going, oh, I did nothing in the first half. And then I didn't realise he was a sub, right? He didn't come on to half time. It wasn't until I got home, oh, shit, I can't be too hard. Yeah. But you, you got guys like Clark, you got Petricelli, you got O'Neill um, and those guys I just mentioned before. And then you got a player like Zane True. So he, he backed up with 32 disposals, whatever it has. If he, he's played two good games in a row, does he come in for one of these guys? And if not... As a player, where do you think you sit? Like, because to me, he's on a rookie list. He's got the end of the year. Does he think, well, if if I'm putting in that sort of display and I'm not getting picked, am I going to be on the list next year? Yeah, okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know where I'm coming from? Yes, yes. Mm. So after the first game, no. I thought you had to back that up and play. True got a goal as well just to add to his stats too. That game – He's now had two consecutive ones. If he doesn't, the message is probably you've got to clean up your disposals. At one stage, he was under 50% disposal. Right, yeah. But it was a rough game and he was trying to get the inside he ball. He is an inside So mid. the contested possessions, yeah. your disposal efficiency is always going to be lower. Yeah. But I say it's got to be over 70. If you're a contestable, 60. Yeah. That's to be effective. So that might be the message to him. But if you're asking me right now, with the limited players we've got to come in, there is that bit of pressure, like I said. Yep. Yes, I would have him over, an, uh, say, an O'Neill right now. Clark, I'm at the stage now where this Waffle team has to be good. So even end of year, I would still keep Clark on the list and just say, look, you're going to be playing predominantly Waffle just to help these young kids. Because I said that uh, Hewitt, Chesser, True, Barnett thing is great. Yep. That's it. But there was no mature seasoned body in there. You know what I mean? Mm. And that tailed. So they all had flashes of brilliance. Even Hewitt, who didn't impact the game, had flashes. You saw him in traffic. You saw him do a couple of things, which is great. But they had no mature bodies around there. Chester looked quite frustrated at times because he was actually tackling a lot too. He used his pace to catch people. But you could tell he was getting frustrated with a few things because maybe he's getting the ball. There's no voice. There's no commands. There's a, yeah. You're hot, you know, like a season player would know or would block and shelter for him, you know, and that wasn't there. But, yes, True deserves a game after that performance. A Noah Long, I think, you know, he's a great player. Getting dropped he's now young. doesn't mean you haven't got a spot no, on the list. Young, That's so what I mean. you know what I mean? This doesn't mean I don't rate you as a player. No. But, yes, Noah Long is in the Chesser mould where you've been injured and come straight back in because yeah. we've had no one to play. Mm. Well, now you've had a couple of games, do what they did with Chesser, and I think it helped Chesser that game. As I said, 
possessions wise, I think he only had 15 a goal, but it was that last quarter he had like five of those. I think it was nine, nine or eight, maybe it's a three quarter time. So I could be wrong because with my walk, no, they, they said he had six possessions the last quarter. Great, and, that's and what the, I was hoping. Yes. And they said he was getting the ball and he only played, but it was good clearance and he only played half yeah. the quarter. And it was, he was on the quick, bench. mate. Yeah. Now I know why he picked it because he's got assets to be great. Yeah. He's got consistency. It was great to watch him. True's the inside ball, yeah. yeah. See, uh, well, see, I'd go one further and go say, I'd go say, sorry, Andrew Gaff, your time's up. Well, that's what I wanted to bring up. And I wanted to bring up well, Andrew Gaff. Now, I've said this for 14 months. This game's passed him. Yeah. You guys know I've said this, and I've said this a lot of times with a lot of people, and people don't say, no, no, he's there, he's there, he's there. The game's been passed him for over 14 months now. I would say, sorry, Gaffy, go back to the resies. It's... See what you can do with the kids there. See what you can do. Let's give let's give Truy the next five games and see what he can do. Can he can he go in there? Can he do, let's put say Greg Clark on that other wing? Can you Clark? You've got four games to show us that you can do something. If you can't, sorry. I, if I was Greg Clark, I'd be saying, well, maybe it's, this is not for me because I don't want to play Resi's Eagles. I'd sooner go back to Subiaco and go play league footy there, and maybe someone else like a. Like a Menangola type might get, might be like him and get picked up along the way, but I would say Tree, you, you've shown us you, you're really getting the ball. Uh, polish your as you said, Dan, mate. Polish your disposal. But I tell you what, you wouldn't have much to beat Andrew Gaff at the moment. Couldn't well, tell me that Andrew Gaff is one of my favourite players of oh, yeah. a long, long time. Great player, and it never stuck out until that night on the against Essendon and. I don't know what it was, but I was every time I saw him, I'm like, he just running in circles, and he was filling in the hole. You see, he was just running in circles, and it was similar to what Marson did a couple of years ago, but I think Marson did it better. Mm. And but he just didn't. He wasn't accountable, and when he went to go man up, it was too late. And I just thought it was one of the worst games I've seen from an experienced footballer because he looked. Like he didn't know where he was, and every time he got the ball, he looked back, and every time he got he got it, he he, he went back about three or four times in a row, and the crowd you could hear the Bronx cheers. I mean, the Bronx, we I don't know, not cheers, the angst that he was going backwards, and I don't know, he's one of my favourite players, but the games pass him. It, yeah, it's. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what it is. I'm an avid defender. And I think I don't know what I it had is. this conversation even a couple of years ago. I defended Gaff because he used to cop it unwarrantedly. Yep. So he used to cop it, and I think you made the comment, he was our link man from defence yeah. to forward. He used sure. to be, So yeah. two years ago we had this conversation. So I, I'm used to defending Gaff, but right now that form's not there. I think I talked about last week about we've really got to try get him off the books. You know, We've got to be aggressive. We've got to look at free agency yeah. to free out that money because he's still on big money because it's the last year of his mm. contract kind of thing. Um, a salary dump. Yeah. But, yeah, I agree. The only problem with that is he's they've moved him a lot outside again, so he's not as much in the guts. So Trues has to play inside. But they might then go, right, let's bring a Chester in to play the outside role. But I, Chester, to me, the same rules applied that I had with True, is I want you to back it up a couple of games. Exactly. Do you know what I mean? I yeah, don't yeah, want yeah you, that, fair and, enough. My, my, and but I agree. I don't think because you're a seasoned player right now you should be getting a game. No, but I do believe Noah Long probably had a less impactful game, and O'Neill might have. You could argue had a less impactful game. Um, yeah, but my, my thing about Gaff was if he's loose, it, it, 
he wasn't damaging. Where's his man? And where's his man? So there's somebody loose. <laughs> yeah. So and that's why they were running it easy. And I'm just like, yeah. on, you, you're not even going to even up the contest at stoppages. He was at stoppages. He was he was in no man's land. And I was like, "On what are you actually guarding? Because the ball's not going to go there. If you know anything about football, where you got the stoppage, you know where the ball's not going to go because where the players reading the ball, and he's he can read the ball. He lives in no man's land, and it was just one of the worst games I've ever seen him play. The real sad thing about this scenario is, Gov, when he's on the ground, is an all Australian backman. Mm. When he plays, he's brilliant. Shuey hasn't lost his pace at all." We saw it in the Freo game. We saw it beginning of the year. He attacks the game. Yo just is a bull. He just can't get on the park enough. Gaff is a different story. We've got these players. Even Nick Natanui, he doesn't – it doesn't matter that he doesn't get much ball. He impacts and he gets clearances because he's yeah. a gigantic bull in there. They just can't get on the park. Where Gaff now can get on the park but isn't performing, mm. that's the disheartening thing. They're completely different scenarios right now, aren't they? Because right now – you would love to have Gov, you'd love to have Shuey back, you'd love to have Nick Nat back because they can still perform at that level when their bodies hold up. Well, right now, as far as we know, and if he's been named, of course we're going to assume he's 100% healthy. No player he is, by the, by the way. But he's not performing. And it's damning because he's one of my favourites too. I love Gav. You're not a, a club champion and you're not an all two-time All-Australian winger if you're not a good player, let's be honest. Especially the way they like to do all the strains, like to put midfields on the bloody wing. You know what I mean? It's disrespectful. For but, the but that's just, a sidetrack. But it's it's sad. It's a sad scenario because, yes, I do think we need to draw. But you just brought up some names and maybe if those guys are in the team, he doesn't get as exposed as much. No. And maybe that's a reason why it's so blatant because he hasn't got the good players around him that cover it for him yeah. where you could probably get away with it there. But, hey, well, that's the way it goes. Yeah. Don't want to be critical, but sometimes the game does pass people. Insane. That's that, why you retire. Yeah. As I've been a massive I've Gaff fan. I defended him in season yeah. three when they all wanted to get rid of him. Yeah. But I've always defended him. And as you said, he's always been our great link from defence to attack. But mm. those players have been there in the last 14 months and he's there. And he's, he, just, he just has lost his pace for the game. And he can't kick over 30 metres. Yeah, well, well and he can't handball over. Yeah, he can't. Well, he actually, his handball got a little bit better the other night. Yeah, so. but, yeah. <laughs> it's it's so hard to talk about because they're your favourite players. Yeah, but he's a hundred. What you're saying is the hundred percent truth. You know, it's it's past him sadly. All right, guys, we uh, briefly talked about other players and a bit of the waffle there, so hopefully you didn't mind that. Um, you know, we, we ended up losing the game at 50 points, but at least it wasn't a 100-point killing. Uh, we take on Collingwood next week. So when we do final siren next week, hopefully we're talking about a closer game, but who knows, it could be another massacre. Hey, let's hope not, but until next week, guys, thanks for joining us, guys, and um, we'll, see you we'll see you then. huh? Go Eagles. Go Eagles.